I'm Zach. I'm Roy, and this is Advice Hot Dog. Roy, did you make it through Friday the 13th without injury? When was that? <clears throat> it was Friday the 13th of oh. May, 2011. Oh, of this year? You yeah, mean yeah, just... the, most, the most recent one. The most recent Friday no, the 13th? No, when, when you watched Friday the 13th for the first time ever as a kid. I've never seen you... Friday the 13th. No, oh, so then you did I'm escape afraid without of injury. Yes, I was fine. But you're afraid that you won't be. That's why you I'm afraid watch of it. the dark. How you been, Roy? What are you been up to? I've been all right. Uh, so I I made it through Mexican Mother's Day just fine. Oh, you yeah. you celebrate. Yeah, What's what is much. different about Mexican Mother's Day? Well, you have to have a Mexican mother to have one. Oh, so it's like Judaism. Yes, yeah, you have to be be a Jew to be Jewish. Uh, yeah, uh, it is always on May the tenth. So it's not on whatever Sunday it is that the Americans decided that Mexican or that American Mother's Day is on. Oh, so it's like Star Wars camping uh, when your uh, scoutmaster has a lisp and he says, may the 10th be with you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, so that was it. I, I went and saw my mother and celebrated her, her Mother's Day. How did you celebrate? Uh, well, it, it mostly meant that I went up to visit her and she had lunch ready when wow. i arrived so letting her make lunch for you yes yeah. uh, it was pretty awesome i recently I... let my mother make <laughs> breakfast for me for her birthday oh really yes oh that's great did you provide the the bacon i provided some eggs oh, which we didn't eat. fresh eggs fresh eggs yeah nice i didn't uh i didn't celebrate mexican mother's day because my mother is an american so you did you celebrate american mother's day? roy i just checked and i'm pretty sure we live in america you know i used to i, I used to have some faith in humanity um, the other day I went to see a movie mm -hmm. and, uh, there was some kind of like, I don't know, some outreach program, like the owner of the theater chain, like pops up on the screen and is like, Hey, I'd like to introduce you to my friend. Uh, and let's then he call shot him, everyone. Let's the call theater. him Garcia Hernandez. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was a Mexican filmmaker. And then they show a preview for this Mexican movie with subtitles. Mm -hmm. And it was like, we'll be playing this movie in this brand of theater all over the state, you know, just mm -hmm. like, you know, trying to. Every, I don't know. I notice how you're carefully not mentioning the theater because you don't want to give them a plug. I don't, I don't remember the name of it. Anyway, oh. uh, but I was like, eh, whatever. That movie looks kind of stupid, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, and plus, I don't like movies with subtitles. Right. I don't like to think too hard when I'm in a right. movie. Yeah, or read. You but, could uh, read a book. You don't have to go, go to a theater and read. But after the preview was over, uh, somebody in the audience was like, uh, I'm pretty sure this is America. And then a bunch of people laughed. And I was like, oh, right, right. When you go to the theater, uh, there's a bunch of other people there. And uh, oh, do you and, think they boy, were laughing what, right? at him or they were laughing like, yeah, I, I think they were right. I think they were laughing with him. But when I go out to the movies, Roy, it's either black people who won't stop yelling at the screen or it's racists. <laughs> what a great combination. One or the other. How do they watch a movie together? Yeah, no, they don't. Those are two different theaters. <laughs> I see. Two different drinking fountains. Too. Right. Um yeah, I don't know. Uh, when when I went and saw Pan's Labyrinth, uh, we went on opening night and it was full. And I distinctly remember the three young kids, like teenagers, sitting next to us. Once the movie started, one of them leaned over to the other one and said, "Is this whole thing in Spanish?" They had no idea that the that movie was in Spanish, but they still liked it. To be fair, it didn't say on the on the marquee "El Labirinto del Faun" or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, the, the la fauna. Fauna. Um, I don't know. No, to, I don't know how to say things. That, no, you Pan. said that right. It's weird though. Like the, Pan 
pan meets bread, so you wouldn't want that to right. be the oh, title. A, oh, the bread maze. At the end, there's cheese. Uh, really, it's just a it's a sandwich. If you think about it, a sandwich is a very straightforward bread maze with cheese at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's good. Um, you were about to ask. I don't remember. Uh, no, okay. about pan. Is pan, I mean, I know that there is a thing that is a fawn. Yeah, I think they changed it so that American audiences would um, recognize that more so than so they wouldn't the say Fawn's like you know, or the Satyrs labyrinth. Sure. Yeah, I think Pan is more recognizable. The, um, the Hermaphrodites labyrinth. <laughs> yeah, Hermes. You know, like Jamie Hermes Lee Curtis. Maze. I hear, I hear she's a real uh, she's a real labyrinth downstairs. If you know what I mean. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to figure out where the cheese is. Do you do you think after uh, she dies, there is going to be definitive evidence one way or the other? They'll they'll have her genitals in yeah a, some kind of on Rotten dot com there'll be some kind of autopsy photos sure they'll have a, they'll keep her genitals in a jar at the Smithsonian uh-huh. next to John Dillinger's penis and who else was it Milton Berle had a giant dick really said? yeah who said he said uh, no well I don't know did d- does he seem like a tootin his own horn kind of guy I don't know I think it was I the ladies horn all the time I'm assuming it was the ladies that said or maybe Rock Hudson Rock Hudson may have said that Milton Berle had a particularly oh, large okay. penis were they lovers. I don't know. Oh. I'm assuming that since Rock Hudson was famous and gay, that he slept with every man that I've heard of. <laughs> sure, though. I mean, that you slept lived with him, in right? his, his time. Well, sure. Yeah, we okay. didn't cross paths. Sure. Uh, so life-wise, he did not, for instance, have sex with uh, Julius Caesar or Benjamin Franklin. No, no, wouldn't have been possible. No, I mean he could. I mean, in heaven. Oh well, sure. I mean, yeah, that, I mean that, that as far as I'm concerned, that's Rock all Hudson heaven is. is fucking in heaven. <laughs> All heaven is is a, is just a giant uh, orgy with so, nothing but male celebrities. Yeah. I mean, what, what are the eras. consequences? You know, once once you've made it to heaven, you can have sex with anyone all the time. That, do you think that in heaven, all of the people who are going to die in the future are still there, are already there for you to have sex with? No, or no. Do you have to I, wait? I think it's uh, divided up like a bar would be, like under 20, when they have an all ages show. There's got to be some kind of barrier between those who are underage, being the unborn, and then those who are... Oh, so unborn. So you're yeah. saying that we were hanging out in heaven for eternity before we were born. Yeah, is that not what you were asking? What were you asking? So you're only gone while you're here on Earth. That's right. the only then time you go back that to the, the non-stop gay fuck fest stops. Right, right. But, okay. but then you're allowed in the grown-up section. So really, I mean, our whole lifespan is just kind of like Lent. Yeah. It's like yeah. heaven Lent. It's it's the limbo. It's the limbo between the fucking. Uh, between the heavenly fucking. I mean, we can also have sex here. I mean, ironically, right? there is a lot of limbo uh, being played at yeah. the, you know, the yeah. cabana parties. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. the the I the I always think of a cabana as a bathroom. Skin limbo. Yes, a lot of ah, come over for a round of skin limbo. How how low how can, low you, can go? you go? Yeah. Pretty low. Pretty mm-hmm. low. Mm-hmm. How debased can you get? Yeah. <clears throat> How's your week? Uh, it was okay. I climbed a mountain. Okay, great. Uh, it was hot. Uh, it was. Didn't you climb a mountain last time? Yeah, last week. Yeah. Do you have some kind of chart where you're uh, ticking these off of the all the mountains that you can climb? Yeah. Well, my goal is to or walk climb up every mountain that I down. can see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the problem is you get to the top of a mountain and, and you, you see, see another like one. a bunch more mountains. Yeah. yeah. I mean, eventually you'd have to climb every mountain. I think. Maybe there's a mountain somewhere that's not visible from any other mountains, that but is, I doubt it. That is a possibility. Um, but anyway, I think I started with the wrong one, so now I just have to keep going. I'm mm-hmm. trying to uh, I'm trying to get myself in fighting condition for this long, long ass backpacking trip that we've got planned for the end of August. Oh right, um, I'm not going to that. I know. 
uh, and I'm not going to make it back if I don't get the lead out. I see. If I don't get the lead out, if I don't give 110%, I wish that I had some coach to yell at me. Oh, right. I don't really wish that. Yeah, you do. I've never had a coach. You like people yelling at you. Uh, yeah, I guess I do. Especially when you're doing it's physical only, things. The only way I can get an erection mm-hmm. is if somebody's yelling at me yeah, while I'm doing a physical you. thing. Punching you in the stomach, right? pushing all the blood down, mm-hmm. right, out of your stomach. Yeah, that's, that's right. Where that's you keep, where I keep it's it. It's either in, well, <laughs> in your genitals or in your stomach. Yeah, because anytime it gets anywhere else, I bite that part of me and suck it out so that it goes back into my stomach. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a rough, I'm dizzy a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It also um, don't look so good. <laughs> I guess I should probably see a doctor. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, other than that, I just worked and, and you know, did, did, the, did the day-to-day things I got to do. We went, and saw, we went and saw that movie Bridesmaids, which you also saw. Yeah, I saw that today. It's pretty good. I really enjoyed it. Some gratuitous gross-out humor? Mm, I thought it was fine. You didn't think it was but, gratuitous? Um, there was one thing that, that I wanted to talk to you about, and this isn't a spoiler for, for the movie, uh, that Wilson Phillips makes an appearance. Mm-hmm. And uh, How is that not a spoiler? That's the twist. No, it's not. <laughs> it's the twist. <laughs> yeah, M. Night Shyamalan was Wilson Phillips. The uh, whole time. No, the, you know, and uh, what, what I said to Corinne is like, hmm, yeah, they, they still look pretty good. And uh, Corinne pointed out that they've had a lot of uh, reconstructive surgery and work done on them. So Reconstructive, for, like they all got, they deliberately got into car accidents? Well, one so of them got really fat and then had a, a lot of it removed and then reconstructed or something. I don't know. Whoa. So for, for Well, there used to only be two of them. <laughs> four ladies who have a lot of money and have had a lot of work done, they look pretty good. Four ladies? Wait. So no, there were three two, ladies that and then they have cloned a lot of one from Mama from Cass, the extra. from Mama Cass's fat after she died eating that cheese sandwich. There was a rumor. Uh, my my dad told me this. Apparently, the story went around when Cass Elliot died that she had died by choking to death on a ham sandwich, and that mm-hmm. rumor caught on, had some traction because you know she was a fat lady, right? And it's funny to she imagine loved a fat lady. You know, it's right? like uh, Chris Farley overdosed on cheeseburgers. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. That sounds like the kind of thing that would happen. Wasn't it just his heart gave out? I don't know. Because of the drugs. Because of all the jumping. All the jumping and wiggling his arms and freaking out and sweating. I did I did learn, uh, you know, the guy in the 80s who made all those, um, now you see them at nail salons, the uh, Robert Nagel, who, like the cover of Rio or Duran Duran's Rio. Mm-hmm. Do you know who I'm talking yes, about? Yes, I okay. do. Like the quintessential 80s illustrator. Uh, he <laughs> was noted for hating... Um, like exercise and doing calisthenics and that sort of thing. Uh, and he also drank a lot of soda and smoked constantly and had very little sleep. But because it was the 80s, he was invited to a celebrity aerobathon and he participated and then he died of heart attack afterwards. Wow. So he died from exercise. He died from exercise. Hey, Douglas Adams, idol to many of us, died on the treadmill. Really? Yeah. He died of exercise. He died yeah, of treadmill. Also. Yeah. Of treadmill. He got death tre- by treadmill. He got treadmill cancer. <laughs> there was nothing oh, they could do. That's it was terrible. Like, oh, we, but that we can't remove it. It's too big to get out the door. <laughs> um, I mean, when when he died, was it because of a heart attack or something? I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> it was just a know. really bad stubbed toe. Oh, okay. Um, there were nails on the. There were razor <laughs> blades on the treadmill that. Yeah. Cut him up. Yeah. I don't. He was like, "What? I I think I put this together wrong." 
oh, you know, they, they say no pain, no gain. Yeah. I guess yeah. I'll keep walking. It was expensive. These, so keep walking on these razor blades good. until they make it to something important. Sure. Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah, that was sad. Well, um, anything else of note happened to you since the last time we did one of these here shows? Uh, no, I, I mean, I started working on the studio. Uh, we have a studio at home. So sure. It's like it, a, it's like getting what, it what some people would call a garage. Uh, it's not really a garage. I mean, it has a garage door, but it was it was made for uh, specifically for making machine guns. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't think I believe you. Uh, well, I mean, that's the story I was told. the The guy who lived there before us, I was a previous owner to him, and uh, he put it up um, over a weekend because the lady who lived next door wouldn't give him the the permission to put it up because it was so close to the street in any case um the reason it was the we, lady next door like a zoning commissioner or i don't know what the just... story is but i she had to go to the hospital and then the guy just put it up and when she came back it was too late it was the building was up that's what we were told we were also told that the so reason wait, that he you, wanted it you're not subject to building codes as long as you can build stuff real fast i think i think maybe you have to have um permission from your neighbors when it's close enough to their garden or their car or their pets i don't know hmm. what, what the and so he said ma'am i'd like to build a machine gun factory <laughs> well that's what we were told is that he was like a right-wing uh john birch society guy and was making his own machine gun parts in there it uh, doesn't just... have any windows so that leads me to believe that just maybe. parts just parts of machines. I don't know. Uh, yeah, parts, and then you put them together, and then you have a machine gun. Are there in your yard, are there any graves uh, that are that are filled with machine guns that didn't make it out of the factory, no. like stillborn machine there are, guns? There are graves that I have made of uh, large koi fish. A lot of fish. Man. Yeah, a lot of your fish Your house graves. came with a lot of fish, and it then did. you did a very poor job of keeping them uh, from dying. No, I didn't. I saved most of them. Oh, oh, good. No, well, I'm... we haven't had any of them die since we changed the pond. And so you haven't had any of the them filters. die since all the ones that died. Sure, but that was before we uh, put in a new filter system. Good work, Roy. In fact, someday when I have a bunch of kids, I'm going to let you babysit them. And when I come back, you'll say, what? I, most of them are still alive. Well, they died before you got them over to us. Okay. That's true. That's true. I often, I often do carry dead children to places and say, hey, could you watch my kid for what? What'd you do? <laughs> it's a it's a good trick. Yeah, they uh they haven't caught on yet. Yeah, the authorities. Not to and boy, if they do, I'm just gonna hole up in your workshop. Right, you Make can. Some. Yeah, unless what are you gonna make? Key. You're not gonna make machine. You're gonna make big cardboard machine guns. Oh, I might. Yeah, I would like to go back to that making the cardboard guns. Uh, no, I'm gonna do a lot of screen printing and uh, block printing. Except on Halloween, when you will switch for a moment to screen printing. Screen printing. Yes, very scary. Mm-hmm uh and you know this and that i'll dabble we uh we went to a, a restaurant in san francisco uh, a few months ago that uh specialized in crepes and frites and mm -hmm. uh, i thought that it would be funny if on halloween they instead specialized in creeps and frites that's and they, great they did you tell them that voice. did you I put didn't. in their suggestion no box? i didn't it was just some flunky behind the counter <laughs> Okay. I don't know. Uh, you should write them a letter. You know, we can come up with all kinds of fun Halloween jokes, uh, and, and that's what we should do on, on tonight's program. But before we do that, Roy, let's have a cocktail. New thing. This week's cocktail is a uh, natural extension of last week's cocktail. See, we made these mint juleps, and uh, Roy, for uh, and, not, and it's not that I don't appreciate this, Roy, it's not that I was making fun of you, but uh, I, I don't know if you were under the impression that each mint julep required five or six pounds of mint. 
I thought so. I you brought me. You, had a, to, you brought uh, a tremendous amount of mint to my house. Well, in um, truth, I I meant to take it home. Oh well, too too late, too late. Finders keepers, buddy. And mm-hmm. I found it in my refrigerator. Yeah. Uh, so what I what I did was I uh, I used it to make some mint simple syrup. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is what a lot of the mint julep recipes that I found called for. Um, I think because they understand that it's kind of a hassle to keep fresh mint. It doesn't keep for very long. No, it, it is, doesn't. It is often, at a normal grocery store, it's hard to get it in quantity. You went to some kind of crazy... Uh, oh, all the Asian grocery stores always have a lot of good fresh mint. So if you want... Mexican uh, and Asian grocery stores. If you want tentacles of some sort or Also, mint. same place, had uh, octopus um, parts. No, no, I know, man. Oh, you know. When I walk into those Asian grocery stores, I'm like, hey, where, where, where's the tentacle aisle? And yeah, they, I love going there. They point me at it. Oh, and the they also have live fish that live you fish can tanks, yeah. take home live, or you can have them kill it and fry it right there. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, since I had all this mint syrup uh, laying around, uh, which, hey, the recipe for mint syrup, by the way, cup of water, cup of sugar, bunch of mint, uh, put the sugar in the water, boil it, put the mint in like How a jar. How long do you boil it? I don't know, until the sugar dissolves. Oh. Did like uh, four days? I think four it took, days. I think it it takes took, four like, days. I think it took four days. Yeah. It was, it, We're using a match, a candle, uh, sterno. There's a bunch of candles, okay. actually, but one at a time. Maybe that was the problem. Mm-hmm. I don't even think it would take four, four days, days to dissolve it with a candle. No, hmm. no, maybe. Th- this should be homework for a listener. Several minutes. Uh, Some listeners anyway, should try. Then you fill a jar with, a with mint, and then you pour the syrup into the jar with the mint, and then you leave that sit for a day, and then you fish the mint out with a fork. Mm-hmm. Don't eat it. Why? Oh, Has it know. lost its power? I'm just assuming that it would be bad. Okay. Uh, anyway, Poisonous. so t- tonight we're having mojitos. Mm-hmm. Um, mojitos. Metal hitos. No. No. We're uh, mojitos. They're good. It's so we used uh, one part uh, this uh, syrup, three parts rum, then put in some ice, put in some lime juice, put in some soda water, mm-hmm. like fill the glass up and delicious. Whatever. Yeah, it's all right. Tastes like water. It tastes like water to you? Yeah, water with Is a little Is it because lime. you always make your water with rum and lime? But yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, in my language, you know, it's like in Russian, vodka is just the word for water. Right. Uh, in, in my language, the language of my heart, Roy. Right. Rum is the Don't word Don't you have water. 50 different words for, for water? Yeah, they're, all, all, just, they're all just rum. Yeah, mm-hmm. dark rum, mm-hmm. Captain Morgan spiced rum, mm-hmm. uh, rum dinger. I'm assuming there's something called rum dinger. Uh Balubo Bay? Yeah, no. Balubo Bay rum. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah the rum. It's the specialty of the people of Balubo Bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're indigenous mm-hmm. and indigent. The Balubans. And indolent. Uh, well, th- that's not true. They're not indolent because they dole their labor out making rum. Uh, and pineapples, also dole. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, yeah, so fucking mojito, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Try it at home. This is not a very exciting cocktail. Um, I I think it's good. You can drink a lot of them. Yeah, you could. It's a lot of. There's like a whole a whole buttload of rum in there. Sure. I'm, I'm just saying, drink a lot of rum. That's all I'm saying. I still have that fucking hurricane mix sitting around from. Uh, oh, we should make more of that. We should make more yeah. of that. It's just that I'm afraid to. I'm oh. scared to drink. Oh, back this. to the hol- Halloween jokes. <clears throat> yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, get so drunk that you're afraid you'll die. That's it. That's this year's Halloween present. Have you ever had to have your uh, stomach pumped from uh, alcohol poisoning? Uh, yes, but only because of that time in the 80s when there were like several gallons of Rod Stewart's semen in it. Oh, yeah. Mixed, a, mixed with alcohol. It's amazing how much semen Rod that Stewart guy can, can produce. produce. Yeah. yeah. I don't know where it comes from. I think maybe not. it's not all his. <laughs> oh, really? Is that blood on your shirt? Yeah, but don't worry. It's not mine. Is that semen in your mouth? Yeah, but well, 
Only some of it is mine. <laughs> I had kind of a weird night. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, with a name like Rod, I would assume that he produces a lot. I once dated this girl whose parents were named Rod and Cherry. Really? Yeah. Wow. It was pretty funny. Is that why they, they married? Maybe. You'd huh. think. I mean, what do you do if your name... I mean, if your name's Rod, you can do all kinds of things. There's You can make it the Twilight Zone, mm-hmm. uh, for instance. You can... Um, I mean, you know, alternatively, you can go by a longer form of your name and make uh, Rodney Dangerfield movies. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you would say that Rodney Dangerfield's job was being Rodney Dangerfield and making Rodney Dangerfield movies. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, every movie he's in is one of those. Y- yes. But that's what he, you would describe him as a Rodney Dangerfield. Like he is. Oh, some he's people, a real Some people are like just Rodney Dangerfield on the weekends and at night when they, you know, when they just like as, a, as an avocation. But Rodney Dangerfield is a professional Rodney Dangerfield. Sure. Well, yeah. he was before I, he died. I would say it's his calling. Uh, Rodney Dangerfield died of hot tub cancer. I was going to say hot really? dog, hot dog cancer, but. Uh, but you don't want to no, encourage boy. a hot dog type of cancer. No, I, I don't want to even acknowledge the potential the existence, existence of, of such a thing cancer. that'd be yeah. rough it'd be rough for us cancer would, that the hot dogs get it would wipe us off the map people get from the hot dog well no i mean the, the hot dog gets communicable it. i mean i'm assuming that cancer. the way that you die of the cancer of an inanimate object is that the cancer eventually gets so large that there's no room for you inside your house to breathe i see and by your house you mean body or do you mean the house no the house I not see. like your body's a temple roy right not a house not a house uh so yeah um do you have anything interesting to say about a mojito because i sure as hell don't. no it's good drink it mm-hmm. but you know responsibly no d- no <laughs> you don't not... you don't think what do you think that means we're trying to drink responsibly advice well i mean I, so dr- the only thing that it don't could mean drink that I could so get much of it that you have to get your stomach pumped because it'll be embarrassing because they will discover all the semen that well, Rod Stewart well, put there. Even if it's not there, everyone will think it is. If you, if you tell somebody, oh, sure, God, the tabloids. Last are weekend say, was so wild, I had to have my stomach pumped. They're going to assume. Yeah, it's real. Well, I mean, also maybe because you swallowed a bunch of pennies <laughs> or a nail. Be careful. Yeah, yeah. Watch that. Die of nail cancer. <laughs> yeah. You can get nail fungus. You can watch that commercial for Lamisil where that horrifying little gremlin opens up that guy's oh, that's toenail disgusting. Like, a, like a trap door. I can't, I, I can't stand I, it. Even, I, even just thinking about it right now makes, makes me cringe. I know. Me too. Me yeah. too, buddy. So we got some questions from the kids. You had, you had something you wanted to deal with first? Sure. This is episode 11, and I'm really glad that we get to record it right now before, um, before we can't anymore. This is kind of like the last episode. Is it? Yeah. Oh, because of the coming apocalypse. Right. On, the on Saturday. Next Saturday. Wow, that sucks. Right? That's yeah, right before. That's, that's... So this might be the, the last one that people get to listen to. Oh, you better listen in a hurry. All right. So, Why is the world ending? I don't know. No, uh, well, Jesus is supposed to come back on Saturday. Cut from where? From, you know, like the orgy. <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, yeah, number eleven. That's that's to come back. That's what you wanted to say. That was yeah, your. Yeah, that's big what I wanted to say. So uh, so farewell, you know. farewell, everybody. This will this will be our last show. Thanks for making it this far. And everyone else's last everything. Sure. Yeah. Except us. We're so we're, thank you, and you know we wish you luck and hell. We got spots on the billionaire boat, so we're gonna be okay. Or or in the rapture, whatever whatever happens to you, you know, good luck in that. Uh, Laserick wrote into the Twitter. What's the best way to deal with the morning? I hate getting out of bed. How do you guys deal with it? 
I developed a, an elaborate uh, system of pulleys. Uh, so I, I, when I was a kid, I watched uh, Land of the Lost. And I remember this episode of Land of the Lost where Holly, go lightly, uh, built some clock. Wait, Land of the Lost is, is what? Chaka? Yes. Chaka? Chaka. Yeah. The monkey man. Monkey boy. Yes. But this wasn't one that had... This was not a scene that and had the Chaka flea stacks. in it. Yes. Okay. Uh, anyway, she had built this. She had built this elaborate alarm clock out of like sand and sand that would fall into things, and mm-hmm. some other sand. <laughs> there were, it's just there sand. Were lots of different kinds of sand, sand yeah. and rope. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Dad, I invented an alarm clock, and she just points to this big pile of sand, and he right. says, That's uh, the "Nice, beach. nice work, Holly. Good." <laughs> and then Good he job. slaps her. We'll have to be sure to get up early and go to the beach. Uh, anyway, so I have something like that, uh, except it drops a it drops a bowling ball right where my head would be. Um, and so then my regular alarm, I know that I can't ignore my regular alarm or my head will be crushed by a bowling ball. Mm. That's how, that's how I get out of it. What if you forget? You've you never did, forgotten you, yeah, you so know, far. You, well, I mean, you can only forget once, right. right? I mean, it's like, it's like your own personal May 19th. Wow. You can never forget that again. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Just get up. May 19th? April, May Nineteenth, isn't that what? No, it's the twenty-first. Twenty-first. Oh, fine. Wow, I've forgotten. Well, our you're own, early, so I've forgotten our own job. origin story. It also, it, I have a whole story backwards. Huh? How do you get up in the morning? Uh, well, I usually uh, pick up my phone. I check my email messages. Right. I turn the brightness back on. Thirty-five percent of people with smartphones use their smartphones before they get out of bed. Is that true? Yes. I read mm-hmm. that yesterday out of people wow. surveyed. Uh, however, the survey was done by Bed Bath & Beyond. Oh, okay. And it was done of people. It was a survey of people who live at Bed Bath & Beyond and never leave the demonstration beds. I see. So, yes. So they have to check their they, phones. Yeah, they have to use them. And surprisingly, 35% of smartphone users live at Bed Bath & Beyond. Wow, weird. It's weird. It's weird. Um, I also have a hard time. I didn't used to have a hard time getting up in the morning, but, uh, I do now. So, um, you know, I ma- I make myself get up, uh, sometimes I'll masturbate that that'll usually put a little pep, pep in my step, a little pip in your step, <laughs> pip in your step. That'll usually no, put a little puddle I, on I, my I, floor. <laughs> puddle on the bed. Um, Usually my wife gets up before I do, so she's up and about, and I get to listen to the radio and, and ease into the day by listening to the horrific things that have happened uh, overnight. Oh, good, like like bankers ruining sure, the world all for everyone. And... Uh, and then I get up, and I uh, I wash the dishes or something. I don't know what I do. See, I what I've found a good habit to get into is for the just condition yourself so that the very first thought that pops into your head every time you wake up is like, "Fuck, I'm gonna die soon. I better get some shit done." There and is then that you really, lot, you really lot. will not want to go back to sleep. But that's a, a hard thing because um, I also stay up late for the same reason. Oh yeah, yeah, because oh shit, I wasted the day again. I need to do some stuff, so I stay up. And then uh, I don't get very much sleep. And then I wake up late because I was really tired. And then I sort of lounge around for most of the day. And then around 7 o'clock, I think, oh, shit, I'm going to die soon. I need to get some stuff done. 
Yeah. So then I have about maybe an hour, hour and a half of real, real work. Yeah, before you get so drunk that you can't do anything else. <laughs> yeah, because in the evening I have to start drinking pretty early. Yeah, maybe we're the wrong guys to ask about this. Wait, wait, you ask what's the best way to become uh, cripplingly obsessed with your own mortality, right? Yes. Okay, that, good. Yeah, good. it's a never-ending cycle. Yeah. Well, I mean, it eventually ends, right? That's the yeah, that's, that's the sweet kind of the whole deal. Yeah, back to back to that old orgy. Yeah, I wish I, wish I could remember that because I, you know, maybe I, maybe I need to bring no, some stuff. No, like, see, see the ones like right before I was born, they were like, "Remember, we're out of ice." And oh, if I right. if I get back and I don't, you know, and I because I can't remember, they're gonna be like, "Oh, god damn it!" And then 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 and then like, they got to tell hey, somebody don't else. Take my name in vain, right? Because, you know, that's what God sounds like. Yeah, but he asked story. you to get the ice. Yeah. So it'd be really, um, I'd, I'd feel really guilty about that. Yeah. Sorry, God. Uh, Bespite, or perhaps uh, Bespit, says, I have low self-esteem. What should I do about this? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> it's, it, I mean, it's, it is very difficult for us to answer this question without any context, right? Because, uh, so are you... Uh, also, are, don't go fuck yourself. I'm just, I'm are just you, joking around. Are you lame? Because if you're really lame, then it's not a problem that you have low self-esteem. It's it's, it's just, just that you're yeah, lame? it's just like oh no no you're you're no, you're in, you're in uh, good shape there, buddy. Despite I I think you should find the things that you really enjoy and are good at, and then do those things, and then meet other people who do those things and make friends with them, and then you know you got to have friends that make you feel good about yourself. Well, also you know i and don't be so lame yeah well i have pretty low self-esteem i yeah. mean I, so and you I, found friends yeah, that i've got friends and i get laid and it hasn't stopped me from you know sure. becoming becoming successful and yeah and you, you know, do suck i do i mean i'm just god I, everything yeah. everything that i produce is garbage and as soon as as soon as people catch on to that i'm just gonna be stop telling them penniless in yeah. the gutter yeah I, uh, I, th this is the best way to uh deal with low self-esteem just pretend you don't have it you know yeah that is Pre actually pretend you're fine that is a piece of advice that that our uh our buddy dot galactic uh <laughs> who lately has just decided to to just oh god yeah no uh go go against this what he told me in high school was the way to become cool is just never stop talking about how cool you are and eventually it will become true uh you need to uh well sometimes you have to stop to that. masturbate sure and eat and then later on never have never stop talking about what assholes all of your friends are. right i mean i i was talking to uh corinne about this last night uh we went to a, a birthday dinner and i get nervous still going to any sort of event whatsoever where i know people or where i don't know people but i still make myself do it because i think it's important to do you know anything in my life i just need to uh you know just sort of push through and then you're fine yeah just pretend it's fine and it'll be okay i would say that 75 percent of the time when i am getting ready to do something that involves mm -hmm. other people most of what I am doing is listening to this voice in my head that says, you're a joke. You're not cool enough to be here. Mm. Like nobody wants to like, just shut the fuck up. Nobody cares what you have to say. And so the, the, the thing to do, the trick is not to improve your self-esteem. The, the trick is to just go, about Ignore your, that. go about your life anyway. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's what they say about bravery. Bravery is not being scared. Bravery is being scared and doing it anyway. Yeah. I All agree right? with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh no, another putz wrote into the Twitter. 
I have jury duty next week. Any advice for a first-time potential juror? You know, I've never had jury duty. I haven't either. I was hoping that you had. I keep. Wa- I. I really I've never been asked to jury to do, do it. Duty. I, I've gotten. I've gotten the thing in the mail five or six times. Oh, really? In my life, and then it says I've never gotten it. Call this number. Well, I mean, you're not an American citizen, so yes, I it's am. not surprising that they don't want you on that. But but strangely enough, my mother, who was not an American citizen until the last whatever five years or something, she would get it all the time. She would get asked for jury duty almost twice a year. You know, this is the thing, though. You're supposed to be judged by a jury of your peers, and almost everyone who commits and is accused of and tried for a crime is Mexican. So you'd oh. think they would want you in there. Mm-hmm. Although you act kind of white. You went to college and stuff. <laughs> well, people look at me and say, hey, you're not Mexican. You don't fit into either world, Roy. Yeah. <laughs> you're an outcast. Fuck you. <clears throat> you're... You're slinging the vulgarities left and right. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm I, trying to keep the, this show. The, yeah, let's, let's keep this clean. No, I, 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 hard R, R. as uh, as uh, Matt Rather hard from the R. Overthinking It podcast, one of my favorite podcasts. By Why the way. is this such a hard R? Available online at overthinkingit.com. Uh, yeah, yes. he he was uh, telling his listeners about our podcast and and said, uh, beware, it is not PG thirteen like you're used to. It is a hard R. We sometimes do use swears. We do. Mm-hmm. We say it. We say a curse. Yes now and then uh you know I, I i used to date a girl who got upset with me every time i would say cuss mm-hmm. uh, because she really? said it made me sound like a hick really mm-hmm. when you cussed when i said cuss uh-huh not when i cussed i mean that made me sound like that makes and me sound said, cool that's like you. when i smoke cigarettes it's like okay. oh you're cool right ah that guy swears mm-hmm. but what do you say swears sounds like you're like you Eight. know you're, yeah well no cuss cuss if cuss makes me sound like anything, it makes me sound like an eight-year-old, not a hit. You don't think swears make you sound like an eight-year-old? Maybe. Or like a teacher. Mm-hmm. Swearing is what it would say on the on the thing. Well, swearing is actually what it does say on the, on the form that they fill out to tell the principal why you've been sent to his office. How do you know this? Uh, that was largely what I got in trouble for in really? school was yeah, a lot of swearing. Hmm. Because, I mean... You know, what I got in trouble for was being unpopular <laughs> because basically kids would get me to do something and uh-huh. then they would go tell on me and then I would get sent to the principal's office. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that was a that was a fun thing. Hmm. Boy, I love other people. Wow. I wonder where I'm these self-esteem problems come from. I yeah, don't know. Me too. Well, you know, got, got to do something before I die. <laughs> That's coming up any day now. Sure. Uh, got to fill the time. I have no idea, man. I wish I knew how to tell you advice about jury duty. You know what you should well, do? Well, you're supposed to l- uh, learn how to knit, maybe. Um, that That's always a thing. Uh, or crochet. That, w- that would be a good thing. Uh, maybe take a little booklet of paper crafts, right? Just print out some uh, PDF files of paper crafts so that you can craft things. Well. Alternatively, you, you could take... Uh, medical encyclopedias with you and then if it turns out to be a really long case you'll be a doctor by the end of it exactly or you know you could study the law you'll be a sawbones right and that that would probably count as part of your internship i think they want juries to be ignorant of the law Really? Right, like the, that's the way that you get selected for a jury. Is like you know they say like do I you, don't know nothing about do you the know, law. Do you know this guy? And if you say yes, they kick you out. And like, mm-hmm. uh, do you hate Jews? And if you say yes, they kick you out. Uh, do you know anything about the law? And if you say what's a law, they say you're our man, uh-huh. and they let you on the jury. That's the only way you can do it. Um, How do you know this? You know what? Uh, what I recommend uh, if you want to read something that is well written and. Uh, and entertaining while at the same time being kind of depressing. 
Um, there was a bunch of stuff written by this guy named Mark Driver. He kept like kind of a blog back before it was called a blog. And he wrote mm-hmm. this article. It was like, no, it was essays, basically. Um, he wrote an article and I forget it was an essay. I keep forgetting to call it an essay every time I start this sentence again. Written he wrote words. an essay and I believe that it was called The Complete Idiot's Guide to Fucking Up an Assault One Charge or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, but it was like this multi-part thing on on his uh, website, which was called Driver Down. I'm sure it still exists somewhere, something at blindwino.com. Um, but it was this story about him being on a jury, and it was it was an extremely frustrating story about how you're basically just at the whim of the other idiots on the jury, really? and for like a thinking person, it is just torture in uh-huh. a lot of cases. My mom was on a jury. She told me a story about yeah. being on a jury where they the the police had found a guy sleeping in his car mm-hmm. and woke him up I know where this and arrested him for a DUI. Yeah. And they had not seen him actually drive the right. car. And it was a you know, so he got a jury trial somehow. And my mom was the one person on the jury who actually managed to convince people, like, look, they they didn't they can't prove like yes we all know that he was driving drunk but that's not what we have to we have to prove that they can prove that he was driving right. drunk right and they can't or he wasn't driving drunk at all and just decided to sleep it off right well, but mean, he had that's... but he had to have driven to where he got and that was the that was the prosecution's argument before right? the drinking how would he have gotten to where the car was without driving because he had just pulled off to the side of the road i see and i didn't know out, where right? this car he was pulled off and decided not to drive mm-hmm. which granted not the not the noblest of acts but also not the dumbest not right. the most no, dangerous right should pull over. so i mean you know then it's like they nobody saw him do it they can't prove anything right so yeah i mean you know i guess the guy my mom got that guy off that's Boy, if good. I had a nickel for every time I uttered dad sentence. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> anyway. Okay, well, good good luck, and I hope uh, they're not all stupid. Hey, if you get on a jury, uh, tell us how it went. Yeah, that'd be great. So Doc uh, wrote us a, I don't know, is this an email? Yeah, this is an email. Uh, and one, one of the things that this reminds me of is that I want to tell uh, the listeners, uh, if you're going to ask us a question, keep it, keep it punchy. This isn't a show about us reading 40 paragraph emails. This is a show about us dispensing advice and we need to disp- dispense advice as fast and as furious as we can. Sure. We do need some background, but, um, well, know, give like... us some background, then give us, give us distill your, you know, we could also do this ourselves instead of having this conversation with somebody who's probably not even listening anymore. Yeah. Sorry, Doc. Anyway, Doc writes, Dear Advice Hot Dog, I'm worried that my girlfriend is losing interest in me. Granted, she's been going through some mildly difficult things lately, but what started out as a slight unhappiness around everyone a month ago has turned into a quietness and discontentedness around me. Also, she stopped talking about what she used to be bothered by. We've been spending a lot less time together lately, and when we are together, she is smiling and laughing a lot less than she used to, and it's feeling more and more like work to start conversations that don't immediately die with her. We've been going out for a while, and I still care about her a whole lot, but I feel like I'm the only one still trying to make the relationship work. I can't shake the feeling that she isn't into me anymore, and that is making me miserable. Should I end the relationship or hope that she's still getting over her thing and try to wait it out the thing that uh stuck out to me in this question Mm -hmm. is that it has been a month um a month is not very long no it's not it's possible that she has just been on her period the whole time i don't know a lot 
about that's your conclusion well i don't know a lot about uh, the female uh, reproductive cycle no i mean if that, does, that, does that even have anything to do with reproduction? but i know that sometimes Usually it lasts two months so really you need to wait it out at least another yeah, month. yeah just just maybe uh maybe don't call her for like a month like do you have like another girlfriend that you can hang out with oh yeah just get another girlfriend it helps if you can get a bunch of girlfriends and then there's this like calendar app that you can use online to track when they're on their periods sure just make sure that they don't live together Oh, yeah, because then they'll sync up and then you'll have nowhere to go. You'll have to. Th this is a problem for guys who ask girls to move in with them after the first date, right? Eventually, all of your girlfriends have their period at the same time. So, I mean, eventually you're, you're just like, I I'm so tired of getting blowjobs. I, when, when is this going to end? I see. Um, it, you know, it's uh, so it's also possible that she uh, maybe her uh, her soul is is dying a mormon and is away Her soul is a mormon on a mission oh that, for, that for about a month like a month right yeah a mission's a year what, what do you do that takes a month <laughs> i don't know anything that lasts a month there's lent. a moon cycle lent. maybe right? she's maybe she's given up being engaged in your relationship for lent yeah and, and then just wait until after easter and it'll be fine so it is definitely possible to be like in a bad mood for a month yeah right like things it, happen like big things can happen in your life that get you down and i mean like one thing that doesn't help and i don't know there, i can imagine there being two approaches that you could take to this one is to just like pretend like nothing's wrong you know mm -hmm. which is frustrating for you and the other is to constantly say are you okay is something bothering you is there anything going on would you want to talk about anything which gets fucking annoying in a big hurry if there's something going on that you don't want to talk it about. it does but maybe he's not doing that right maybe he's not doing that right but i think you do need to uh maybe be somewhere in the middle where you have a conversation about it and say hey you know i need to know like what's going on and can i help you and you know, please realize that this is also affecting me and our relationship, not just you. And I want you to be happy. One thing that so please break up with me. <laughs> yeah, it's because I don't. I don't want to. I don't want the blood. The blood on my hands. <laughs> um, I mean, in a lot of ways, asking. Uh, you know, sometimes talking to a girl about the problems that you suspect exist in your yeah, relationship like, is kind yes, of yes. You're right. It's kind of equivalent to asking her to break up with you, right? But I mean, if that's going to happen, it was probably going to happen. happen anyway. So, so what? Uh, what are you going to do? Um, you know, people people have shit that they don't necessarily want to talk to anybody about, right? I mean, that sure bad shit happens, and it takes you a long time to process it. What he he has uh, kept kept the details vague for applicability to other listeners, but gave us a little more background. That doesn't the truth is that none of this is applicable to anyone. It doesn't seem like the thing that you're describing doesn't seem like that big of a deal, but who who knows, man? It could be. Uh, well, do you want to read it? No. Uh, oh, you know, no, I'm trying to keep the, the details the... vague for applicability to other listeners. Oh, I see. Okay. And really, just to have a confusing conversation that people feel like they're not a part of. Sure. I found that the secret of a quality podcast alienate your listeners. I don't think you should even record this part. Are you even recording? No, anymore? I actually forgot to hit the button. So. Okay. Oh, no problem. Um, if you feel like you're the only one still trying to make the relationship work, say to your girlfriend, I feel like I'm the only one trying to make this relationship work. And if she says, sorry, sorry, I've been, it's been rough. I'll keep your feelings in mind. Mm -hmm. Also, would you like a blowjob? And she's right. a keeper. Yeah. But then she might also say, 
uh, yeah, I think you're right. We need a break. Well, you know, there's not much you can do about that. Yeah. You, you, I think you do need to approach the subject and, but also not bring it up constantly about, you know, have you ever stayed with somebody that you didn't like because it was easier than breaking up with them? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. But there was also sex involved, right? Sure. Really good sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a thing that happens. It is. Uh, and that, yeah, I mean, uh, I think a lot of the time you may stay in a relationship a lot longer if uh, sex is involved where you may not like the person anymore. But yes, I have. See, I've decided to just skip the middleman by only ever having sex with strangers that I don't like. Mm-hmm. If I if I meet a girl and start oh, to hit it off, really like you. I say, ah, no, I'm not going to have sex with that girl because right. I like her. Right. But but that'll make her, make her like you. Oh yeah, no, it's it's terrible. Mm-hmm. You're constantly having to fend yeah. off the good ones. Have you? You you've been with people you don't like? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I I think that but I've it spent... didn't start off that way. No, no, of course not. But I mean, I would say that I have probably spent four or five years of my life in relationships that I knew weren't gonna last, mm. but that That's I a long time was a pain in the ass to. Well, see, I've got that problem where I invite girls to move in with me after a single date. Sure. Yeah. So then it's always like maybe oh, don't man, do that. I gotta. All this furniture is hers. I can't right. break up with her. Right. I'll have to sleep on a... Uh, the only thing I own is a bunch of broken glass. <laughs> I'll have to... <laughs> and the shitty treadmill. <laughs> yeah. Um, ter- Terrence writes... Terrence, man. Change your name, buddy. <laughs> you yeah, gotta... I don't know that this is the same Terrence. This <laughs> might just be another yeah, unfortunate Terrence. It doesn't matter, right? Like, you st- still... How does how you're, does somebody you're just get, saying any Terrence change your name? How does somebody get old enough to be able to type and not understand that they need to change their name from Terrence to something cooler? Like what? I Terrence Stiffy, like Stiffleton, Bones, Sawbones, Bones is good. Bones is good. Yeah, anything, anything but Terrence. When's the last time? Okay, so imagine that you're Arnold Schwarzenegger and you're. In the in the chopper, and you're barking instructions to the members of your command team. Yeah, Terrence, Terrence, you're on, you're on another movie because you're some d- doofy accountant yeah. in a in a romantic I, I like comedy. Your Schwarzenegger you're the, you're, the, you're the guy at work that the lead female is not at all interested in, but keeps awkwardly asking her out. Terrence, right. Terrence, yeah. Unless I, I don't feel this, this unless, way about as Terrence. We've said your last name is Trent Darby. Or Trent Reznor. Terrence Trent Reznor. That's pretty good. Uh, anyway, he says, For my art class final, I need to paint the album cover of an imaginary band. What should the name of this band be? Although I'm not exactly an artist, I'll provide pictures of the finished painting if I use your idea. Now, I was very excited about this this question. Oh, have you spent a bunch of time preparing, and are you going to make me look like a jack No, I haven't. Um, I'm going to preface it that I immediately wrote down three names that I already had in my mind just waiting okay because these are these are names at well i i should say two of them are just band names that i always have in my pocket ready ready to go okay. and one of them has just been added okay so i did not really prepare i did write these down already but i would have thought if this was the first time that you'd read that question to me i would have known right now okay go for it cat milk is my number one okay accidental dildo Okay. Is number two. And I have added a third called the Screaming Eagles. The Screaming Eagles. The Screaming Eagles. So they're like the Eagles with more shit and puke. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah. 
Um, what about you? Do you have some I, band no, names? No, I had nothing. I've got nothing. I actually think about band names all the time. Like, what, what would I call my band? I mean, I've I've probably written in my in my in my career writing uh writing dumb jokes i've probably written 50 jokes that ended with hey speaking of which have you heard my new band and then some phrase that came oh, up really? earlier like in the like joke. the screw jackets i don't remember screw jackets was a real band and it wasn't the screw jackets roy you're fine you're making this even worse yeah it's that's like why when, the band broke up it's like when the guy from offspring it reads interviews with the other members of Offspring and they refer to the band as The Offspring. He's like, God damn it. I told you guys it's just Offspring. It's not The Offspring. You're making it so hard. I would say you're making it so hard for me to be a pretentious asshole, but the guy from the, the guy from Offspring is actually pretty cool is as it? far as I know. So, I don't know. You know, I, uh, I, I listen to him uh, on uh, Loveline every once in a while and he just seems mm-hmm. like a good guy. Okay. I don't remember his name. It's it's sure as hell not Terrence. I will tell you that, because you must have have a band name right now that that you could think of. Terrence, <laughs> Terrence. Yes, Terrence the Commando, Commando <laughs> Terrence. That's pretty good. Yeah, I, I could totally see that that the, cover. The Brief Commandos. Okay. Um, uh, Terrence. Terror wh- whatever. Thousand feet. <laughs> What? Terrence from 1,000 feet? No, Terrence at 30,000 feet. Yeah, I said terror at 30,000 feet, but Terrence, Terrence at 30,000 feet is a better, uh-huh. better name. A Terrence Garden. Terrence 3K. Hmm, that's pretty good. It sounds very, very futurist, though. Busta Terrence Rhymes. <laughs> now I'm just listing the names of black guys that I know. <laughs> sure. Lawrence uh, Terrence Fishburne. <laughs> Terrence, whatever you come up with, I'd like to see what it looks like. <clears throat> Especially if it's accidental dildo. Uh, Roy, you've you've messed up this sheet. You've you've included some things that you wrote that are yeah. Not, that was just a uh, reminder for myself. They're not questions or or uh, or advice. Um, this is this is an interesting one. Uh, well, okay, for for varying definitions of interesting. Mr. Stephen LaRose says, I am 20 and still living at home. Should I move out with friends this summer or stay home, save up, and move to L.A. in two years? Additionally, possible helpful info. I'm a film student, so the L.A. thing could make more sense, and I hate living in Mesa. Hmm. Uh, so my initial reaction is that it it does not take two years to save up money to move to L.A. if you're a It student. depends what his job is. But you don't, his job is a student. Like, it takes zero years to save up enough money to move somewhere and go to college. Like, you get loans, you get a student job, you live in some shithole that's extremely cheap, or you rent a room from some other people. Like, mm-hmm. you do not have Mostly to save... Mostly you just have to make yourself do it. If you're 20 years old, you don't have to live at home and save up money for two years to move somewhere. Just fucking go. Mm-hmm. Just go, and you'll be surprised to, to find that once you're in a spot where you have no choice but to come up with a way to live and pay your bills and and be not at home anymore you will you will have a you don't think you should have any any money get get a thousand dollars put a thousand dollars together and then just fucking move Mm -hmm. that's pretty good a thousand a thousand would do it because you'll need money for your security deposit for you know your phone bill whatever or ask your parents say hey can i borrow some money to get the fuck out of your house because i have a feeling that they'll say hell yes here, take. Do you want the car? Here's two thousand. Here, have a car, right? Although um, I would have to say, if if you uh, move in with friends, you probably will not go to LA at least for two years. But if you stay at home, 
and think I'm I'm staying at home for two more years until I go to L.A. I also think you'll never go to L.A. Mm-hmm. Like if you were going to go there and make it, you would be there already. <laughs> so sorry, you're fucked. <laughs> but you might as well just you might as well just sleep all day and wait to die. <laughs> Change your name to Terrence. So then at least your name will be appropriate to your lifestyle. Oh, uh, I would say maybe uh, save up for the summer. Sure. Work three jobs. I mean, you know, if you have nothing, then it is hard to get get out to L.A. I agree with you that you should make yourself do it, uh, but you need a little to start with. I mean, it, here's the other thing. If you are 20 and living at home, your parents are clearly willing to put up with some bullshit because you shouldn't be 20 and living at home. So if you get in a bind, you can always come back. Hmm. I don't know, man. I went away to college when I was 18, and I cannot imagine at any point in my life going back. It is harder. To that. It is harder. Uh, I did do that myself, and and it was harder harder to do. I guess you were living with your parents before we moved down here. Yeah, I was. But but only for like a couple months, right? I mean, it, like... Well, immediately before moving down here, I wasn't actually living with them. I was living in a house that they owned. Oh, well, good. Somewhere else. But before that, I, I had gone back and, and not, lived with them. You're going to end bit. up 30 and living with your parents. If, if, if you think I just need to save up money for a couple of years and move to L.A., you're still going to be there in your parents' house when you're 30. I would give myself a year, maybe. <sighs> really? You don't not even that. You don't need a year. Okay. You need like a thousand dollars. You you need. It might take a year for someone to to put a thousand dollars together. If you're living together. with your parents, it, it, get a minimum wage job, and it is not going to take you a goddamn year to save a thousand dollars if you have no expenses. Like, mm-hmm. but you don't know. He might have expenses. No, he might have. Uh, I mean, what he's clearly uh, telling us that. It would take him two years. So why would it take him two years if he doesn't have expenses? It couldn't possibly take him two years. That's the argument that I'm making. Okay. If he has a bunch of expenses, then he needs to stay here and get a real job instead of pursuing his dreams as a filmmaker. Mm Because if you got that kind of expense, if you've got the kind of expenses that it takes you two years to save a thousand dollars, then, you know, you probably like, you're never going to, you probably shouldn't move far away from your dialysis machine Mm -hmm. that runs on. Of course, it's a coin-operated dialysis machine. <laughs> this sucks. Anyway, he's going to have to start robbing, <laughs> on he's robbing, robbing car washes just to stay alive. Right. Uh, $1,000. I'll agree with you. That's pretty good. Um, ACM Red Fox wrote, uh, With regard to the grad school question, St. Louis is a sucky place to visit, but a sweet place to live. It's cheap, there's a lot of music and other arts, and you can get to know it reasonably quickly. Great for poor students. Okay, here's what you do, Stephen LaRose. You save up until you have $200. And go to St. Louis? You go to St. Louis. Uh, save up until you have $600. Go to Minneapolis, St. Paul. Uh-huh. Save up until you have $800. Go to Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. And then stay in Salt Lake City because they have everything that you need. Yeah? Well, all you need is Mormons, right? I thought all you needed was love. He lives in Mesa. And all there is here is Mormons. Oh, but you're not Mormon and you're here. There are Jehovah's Witnesses sometimes, too. I really need to get a no solicitor sign. <laughs> all, all that ever happens. The doorbell rings. Really? It's like, That's the only person who rings the doorbell? Well, sometimes the UPS man. Okay. Um, Elfin wrote, I have a new job that requires managing several of my friends. How do you separate yourself from friendship to be their boss? Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't. You just kind of have to. You kind of have to resign yourself to you yell at your. With you it. have to yell at your friends a lot of the time and feel like a total asshole. Yeah, and sometimes they yell back at you. I know mm-hmm. it's rough. Yeah, 
But you know, some healthy yelling. It's not always the worst thing in the world. <laughs> Gets your blood pumping. I mean, um, I feel that you do need to uh, have a little distance, right? And and I feel that, you know, you and I have arrived at some of that now. I mean, we have this thing that we do, and that's like a, an extra thing, right? Not a work thing. Sure. I think you... you I, I mean, think, I'm definitely the boss of this podcast. Sure, yeah. You I'm, the I'm the president of podcasts. You're the podcast boss. Um, I would have to say that you, for at least for myself, I need to separate um, work time and non-work time. Like uh, when we go out and do something else and then just end up talking about work, I don't really like that. So I, I really like... So you don't like it when I'm happy, is what you're saying. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, I, the, my, most of my joy comes from your misery. Oh, cool. Um no, I, you you work and then uh, you try to be as professional you as you can at work. And then you and, play hard. Yeah, that's what you do. You you get you maybe even get some kind of haircut that's like work in the front and play in the back. And play in the back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or okay, you get a haircut that is kid in the front and play in the back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't remember what. I don't remember which one of Wh them which had one what had kind the of hair. Tall, tall and, hair. And, yeah. And and the other one, one had a hat. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So you you basically wear half a hat. Uh. <laughs> You don't have any advice for this other than uh, yelling yeah, at your friends? Yeah, just yell at your friends a lot. No, I don't know, man. It's fucking hard. It's it, it it's a like it is kind of the situation that you always like well, I don't know, if you're you me. always wanted. Yeah, but... it's like, well, it wouldn't it be great if we all were doing something and the, our job was just to hang out doing the stuff that we do. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, sure, that's great, but then once so I had I I got promoted over the guy that got me my job at the movie theater when I was in high school. And then later I caught him stealing from the theater and it just put me in this like super awkward situation, right? Because it's like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to like sell out my friend. I don't want to, I don't want to be a narc, right? right? Cause being a narc is almost as bad as being a dweeb. Mm -hmm. And, um, so what I, did you do? I told him that, that I told him that if he didn't stop it, I was going to tell them. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, as as far as I know, you've done this once. This could have been a mistake. I know that it wasn't, but it could have been. Mm -hmm. You know, I, if if you don't stop, I'm gonna tell them, and then he just quit. Just so, on his own. Yeah. So I mean, he said he saved me the trouble of of having to have that thing happen. It didn't really irreparably damage our friendship. I mean, it was just like a I don't know. This is weird. Uh, ethical breach I hadn't thought about that in forever though hmm. like when I think about managing my friends I think about now where almost all of the people that work for me are, are my friends but like that was that was the thing that happened to me even yeah that's true even as a 17 year old mm -hmm. no, I guess I was like 19 when that happened I've only ever had to manage my friends like in creative projects where n no money was at stake right I don't you know I don't know that money really makes that big of a difference I guess it probably it does I guess it does in the at at times when you're worried about it, right? Like mm -hmm. if, if, when from a pure creative standpoint, it's also, I'm also pretty bad at collaborating with people. It's, it's frustrating in a lot of ways to work on creative projects with people. You mean with you? 
oh, it's frustrating to work on them with me. So yeah, would you say that from your from your perspective, it, it can is be, frustrating yeah. to work on creative projects with me? Because when I say things like make a weird flower and you make the most boring flower I've ever seen, that's not a good like, example. Ah, oh, <laughs> oh, you're so hard to please. Look, first of all, you didn't notice that the petals were spiky. All the other flowers didn't have spiky petals. Oh, okay. Yeah, clearly weird. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I that's the problem, right? Like, you I'm, need I'm to a, find some kind of balance between the work and the non-work stuff because do your you? friendship can be affected by it. Yeah, I feel like I've done zero. I, I, I have. There is no difference between me at work and me not at work, and I don't really feel that I suffer from that. Hmm. Okay. So I mean, uh, like that's a thing that people have always said, right? Like, say the uh, the, the the marriage counselor was like, "Well, what's the use of working if you don't have anyone to? You know, what's the use of uh, earning money if you don't have anyone to share it with? If you don't, uh, I'm like." All right, so this is platitude. Uh, this is some nonsense, right? To me, the idea that you somehow have to separate your work and your family life is really dismissive of the intrinsic value of the work, right? Like, I like to, I like to, you know, if you're just like a clerk or whatever, you know, if you're a plumber, then sure. But if you are a person who, arrived at their job by doing what they were interested in i don't feel like you have some kind of responsibility to separate your work from your personal that, life that isn't what i'm the, saying the reason that you got to where you were is by not separating your work from your personal life you made your personal sure, life into sure work. what i'm saying is that say uh you and i uh, you know we'll go to the office tomorrow and we'll work and stuff and it is enjoyable and we hang out and stuff but i also like the fact that we can go out and do something that is not work. And I'm not constantly yelling at you about making the flowers work. Exactly. I point at things and I think, see, look, look at this. Look at this box they can do it. hanging on this wall. Yeah, I point at things like other artists. <laughs> why can't you do that? <laughs> and then you slap me. Why, why can't you be more like these strangers at this bar? We never go to a bar anymore, Roy. What's happened no, to us? No, that's true. I don't know. I don't go to the bars that much anymore uh, because the whole point of going to the bar is getting drunk enough and uh, some lady drunk enough to go home with you. And now I have one at home. You always have a lady. You have a lady at home that is constantly drunk enough. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's, that's what I look for in a mate. Yeah, in I, I found the right, right balance. All right. This week's stinger is a result of nothing but dumb stingers coming in. Uh... Roy, are you ready for the stinger? I don't know if I am. Okay. <clears throat> Here's the stinger. I'm ready now. Rely on listeners to provide a stinger or make up our own stinger. Ooh. There are advantages to both. It's yes, always good. Are. It's always good to get input from outside yes, to have it something is. to play off of. I, I like getting input from so the outside. So you can make funny uh, treadmill jokes, mm -hmm. for instance. Yeah. We got that treadmill joke from someone right uh well i don't know we talked about douglas adams who was dead like who else were we talking about that was dead it actually had nothing to do with <laughs> no nothing to do with anything but the train had to start somewhere right sure yeah you can't you can't just we're, yeah. we can't just sit around a naval start games. with podcast the, right. that's that's the beginning we need uh we need more questions Hey, speaking of which, before we get to the stinger, let's tell the kids how to how to ask us questions. How do they do that, Roy? Well, first you can go to the website, which is advicehotdog.com. That has links to everything, including the Twitter, which is at advicehotdog. 
uh, Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash advice. You don't dog. have to say forward slash, man. I don't. Everybody knows. They do. What, what about the www part? Well, okay. So go to c colon backslash advice hot dog, uh, which is the directory on your uh, DOS computer that has advice hot dog uh, questions. I just want people to know that I know what a forward slash is. That's okay. all. I'm, I'm just trying to prove my But smarts. you don't want them to know that you that it's the same thing as a slash. Or you rather, you don't want them to know that you don't know. I don't know. want them to confuse it with slash from You Guns want them to know that you don't know the difference between slash and Eddie Vedder. Yes. They both have curly hair. They do. But one wears a hat, right? I'm sure Eddie Vedder wears a hat sometimes. Oh. Well, half the time. He wears a hat when he's playing kid Eddie Vedder and uh, right. not a hat when he's wearing, playing play, play, play Eddie Vedder. Eddie Vedder. Um, and you can also call us at 769-218-9225. We really like getting the phone calls. They're yeah, pretty that was good. A, that was a fun episode Yeah, it was last very week. fun. And we have still not gotten a postcard or a written question. Get get the let out, people. Yeah. Get the let out. Guaranteed your, your Look, card will get in. Guys, you're going to die soon. <laughs> Send us a fucking postcard. Yeah. What's it going to cost you? 49 cents or yeah. something? And I don't know. That? What's that compared to an eternal gay sex yeah, orgy? That's, that's less than a Coke. That's less than the Coke that you were supposed to have brought to the party after you died, but you forgot because it took like 75 years. Oh, right. You don't think that they have Coke in heaven? They have D- to come, they, come no, to they Earth. don't because everybody fucking forgets. Oh, right. Everybody's all like, it's like that episode of Star Trek, The Next Generation, where Captain Picard learns how to play the gay flute. It's like, yeah. oh, sorry, I forgot to bring the Coke back because I just lived an entire life and learned to play the flute. Yeah. Or you can send us a Gmail at advicehotdog at gmail.com. So, for instance, here, here, are, the, here are the stingers that we've gotten from listeners recently. Jerry Curl or Afro. Mm. I don't know anything about either of those things. Uh, except that you don't have either. Sure, sure, I right. don't. I don't I, I've, got, I've got wavy hair. I would choose. Well, you know what? I, I'm going to weigh in on this. I would choose the Afro. Would you? Yeah. I would totally go with an afro. And similarly, because a jerry curl is like a thing that you do to your hair. I I, I keep my hair But I think an afro, afro is a thing that you do to your hair too. No, but jerry curl uses product. You got to like pick it out and shit. So otherwise it turns yeah, out Yeah, that makes locks. you look cool while you're doing that. I don't think it makes you look cool. Yeah, it does. Does it? Yeah. Uh, I see, mean, when I, I was see behind a guy a... with a pick in his afro, I think that's a that guy forgot to put his comb down before he left the house. That guy doesn't. That guy doesn't have his routine down. I did notice someone with a pick in a, in his hair uh, the other day, and I was behind him. Uh, we were turning from the freeway onto a regular street, and I was behind him, and I was wondering what's what what is that in that guy's hair? And then he turned to the side, so then I I could tell that it was a pick. And as he was turning, that's the moment he pulled it out to uh, pick his hair. That reminds me of a story uh, that also involved a black gentleman uh, who was driving a Camaro. Oh, this guy wasn't <coughs> black. With the license plate. Uh, are you 18 yet? Wow, that's pretty that awesome. That was the best. It was on, a, it was on like, a, like an early 90s Camaro. Uh, well, first we saw it. It said, are you 18 yet? And then we were like, oh, I want to know, know what kind of guy uh, I wanna, what kind of guy has that license plate. You know, is it going to be a guy with a sweet mustache? We mm-hmm. pull up and it's like a black guy. We're like, oh, maybe it said, are you 18 whitey? Because it was just R U one eight Y T. Hmm. So that'd be better. I mean, it's better if you think of all black men as like sort of uh, being predators of young white women. 
Mm-hmm. Right? That, Which, that's what you think of? No, I don't. I'm just saying it's more. It makes for a more entertaining anecdote oh. if if that's your content, not just a predator. Because of that's something that everyone, girls everyone can understand. Uh, racists and insensitive non-racists who mm-hmm. probably are actually racist. Mm-hmm. Really, everyone. Uh, unknown racist. Uh, and and the other the other thing that could have been the stinger was uh, mustard, yellow or spicy brown. Also. I don't care. I mean, I, I like... put all, I would put both of them on my on my hot dog. You know, a woman with an afro whose name is Spicy Brown. Yeah, I'd choose I'd choose that lady. Best of both worlds right there. Yeah. She probably knows kung fu. Mhm. And, uh, and the sweet arts. She won't let you get making. out of line. She will make sure that you get up early. She will make sure that oh, you don't true. She will make sure that you do a good job of making your friends get the let out and do their work even though they're your friends. Exactly. You don't get to sit around drink a beer all day. Yeah. You got to earn some money. Mm-hmm. Spicy Brown needs uh, needs some new afro picks with the bejeweled. They're bejeweled afro yeah, picks. Yeah. So here's you, what you, you do. You got to make money to get those bejeweled bejeweled picks. You buy a bejeweled afro pick. You you sell your watch to buy a bejeweled afro pick oh, for Spicy Brown. No, no, no. She no. sells her afro. Yes. To buy you a, a what wa- do you have a watch fob i don't know a keychain <laughs> uh, uh, you sell of... your car you sell your car your camaro you sell your camaro to buy spicy brown a bejeweled afro pick and she sells her afro to buy you a pair of truck nuts <laughs> for your camaro uh yeah you yeah. You, you do need and that's the modern day gift of the magi right there right yeah that's sad always makes me cry <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's uh, I think that's going to do it for this round of advice, hot dog, Roy. Unless you've got something else that you want to add. Uh yeah. I don't know. Uh, if if people want to visit our projects, they can go to uh, fuzzyballsapparel.com. I almost forgot the name of that. <laughs> or they can go to kingdomofloathing.com and uh, play a good game. Uh, thank you for sending us questions. Please send us some more and uh, tell your friends and uh, go on have- iTunes and give us a rating. Yeah, that'd be that'd be good too. But mostly the questions. Yeah, questions, more questions, kids. We need them. We need questions. We crave them. But thank you very much for listening. I'm I'm very grateful. Good night, everybody. So th- this week, cock. Th- <laughs> this 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 week's cock. <laughs>